Rumor has it that she was fooling around on him with wealthy men from New York that are already committed. What's up, my Housewives Relatable listeners? It's your girl, Stella, coming to you once again to talk about it all. Hi, guys. I hope everyone is doing good. You know we have to talk about the Real Housewives of New Jersey. Last night's episode, the season finale, the last, last, last episode, part three, Reunion. I'm wondering how um, everyone is rating that episode. For my part, I'm going to give it a solid 7 out of uh, out of 10 because to be honest, guys, I am a little bit frustrated. I was expecting a little bit more from that reunion. Um, there was a lot of hype when it come when it came to part three and um there's just so much information that was left out of that reunion and uh, even on the peacock version um which um was very difficult for me to get at this point but i finally got through it and um, there's really not much more on peacock so i think it's a little bit disappointing um considering that there's a lot of things that we have covered throughout the season uh, when it comes to, you know, private investigators, um, Margaret's smear campaign. There was just so much information, just a little bit more on pizza oven gates and all of that didn't make the edit um, except for Joe's part for a pizza oven, right? So in the extended version, they do talk about it a little bit more extensively, but there's really not that much there. So I give that episode, I rate it a seven out of 10. However, I have to give bonus points, 10 out of 10 for John Fuda, and I will get to that later, okay? Um, like I said, I'm a little bit upset when it comes to part three reunion. And uh, I just find that a lot of the castmates are getting away with bad behavior. But anyways, we'll get to that. So Andy starts and he introduces the men. So at the beginning, it's very playful. Um, you know, he makes his usual, Andy makes his usual jokes like the Botox and all of that. And he goes around the room and, you know, introduces the man. So one thing that I did notice during, um, you know, that quick intro, Teresa appears to be somber. She appears to be um, deflated. You know, men, the men are cracking some jokes and everyone is laughing they're trying to just keep it light at the very beginning but Teresa never ever smiles so you could tell that this is deeply affecting her at that point so Andy wasted no time and asked Louis to explain his position or explain himself when it when it came to uh the pajamas comments made earlier this season so 
If you recall at the beginning, um, when Louis was talking to Joe Gorga at the Fuda's house, he said, I wear your uh, father's pajamas at night to make your nieces feel loved and um, secure, right? Safe, basically. So Louis just went and explained his version of what he meant when he said that. And he also explained to... Um, at that point, I guess he was talking directly to Joe and he was saying, listen, I didn't mean to say this to you um, to sound creepy. I said it in an endearing way. I was trying to connect with you uh, since the very beginning that I've met you. I've tried to connect with you in so many different ways, but it just never really happened. Just want to say, Louis, this is not the way to connect with people. I really don't care if you do wear Nono's pajamas at night. I don't care if they're old. I don't care if they're new. I don't care about any of that. Um, what I care about is the fact that I do know that you said it. <laughs> And that's something that you should have just kept to yourself, you know. Uh, there's just certain things that you're not supposed to say out loud. You're just supposed to keep that to yourself. Wearing Nono's pajamas at night, no matter what the reason is, we did not need to know this information. Us as the viewers, we don't care. It's creepy. It doesn't matter if it's true or not true or how you try to slice it, slice it or dice it, but... At the end of the day, you keep that information to yourself. The same way that you would greet people with a shirt on next time that you do a reunion. Okay, it's fine if you're changing yourself in the, the change room. But you don't go around and meet uh, people that are dressed to the nine or about to get dressed um, without a t-shirt on or without something on, you know, it, I find Louis has a weird way of, um, connecting with people. I think he likes to say, Oh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to connect. I'm trying to be warm, but I find he, he, he's kind of weird that way. Put a shirt on, put a shirt on next time. Anyways. So, <laughs> so then he explains the whole thing about Nono pajamas. We talked about this quite extensively guys. So, um, when it comes to that, you got my opinion. I just really think that he should have just kept that information to himself. Didn't sound right. And, you know, people made fun of it, fun of him for several weeks after that comment. So, so Louis proceeds to say to Joe Gorga, I wanted to be your brother-in-law. And then Joe listens and says, okay, you know what? I want to believe you, but I, I really do want to believe you. But every time that I believe you, you screw me. So, you know, they kind of go at it a little bit. Um, Louis appears to be practicing, you know, uh, active listening at that point <laughs> and listening to Joe Gorga and his hurt feelings. So um, Joe says... Joe Gorga says to his sister, you know, my sister, you were the best when you came back from prison. You were all namaste. You were like positive. You had a different mindset. Like we were getting along. You were the best. We saw you every day or called you every day. So you could tell that Joe was trying to turn a corner there uh, just by trying to kind of like, you know, reminisce a time where 
things were not so bad. And then at that point, Teresa just shuts it down and says, yeah, it's just because we were filming. It's because we're on the show. So basically, you don't really care about me. You just care about the show. That's what she's saying to her brother. And at that point, you could just feel everyone in the room is just like, what? Really? Like even Jennifer, I felt her like her initial reaction after Teresa said this. She looked a little bit like surprised by her friend's comment, even Jennifer. Right. So that's my perception of it. So, um, you know, it's funny because it kind of took me to a time where actually it was season seven. When Teresa came back from prison, um, you know, she was good with her brother. She was good with Melissa. Her and Melissa had a chat on Christmas Day in um, in the kitchen. And they're just like, you know what? From now on, we're going to be good sister-in-laws. Uh, let's make a deal. Let's have each other's back. Uh, let's not, you know talk about each other and if I hear something about you I come to you if you hear something about me you come to me right let's stop the war I don't have time for this anymore I realize what is important in life if you guys remember Teresa was uh, wearing a, a red jacket and she was having Christmas at Melissa Angel's house so you know to be honest with you I like when the sister-in-laws get along even if it's not for real and it's for fake um, I would much rather see them get along on TV than fight like this because even if it's for my own entertainment I, I find it quite sad to, to tell you the truth so um, so yes it did take me back to that moment where you know Teresa um, took the phone to call Jacqueline because Dolores was going to Jacqueline's house and just to, uh, I can't remember if it was New Year's. I think it was New Year's. So she was having New Year's at Teresa first and then she would she was going to, um, to Jacqueline. So when Teresa picked up the phone and said, hey, hi, Jacqueline, I just wanted to wish you a happy New Year. Um, Rosie and Richie and Kathy Wakili were in the background and they said hi tree happy new year happy new year and then it was like dead silence on the other end Teresa said to Jacqueline do you always have your your um calls on speakerphone and Teresa never acknowledged that her cousins w were there she didn't say happy new year to you two guys uh I hope to see you soon like she just basically kind of ghosted them on the call she pretended that they were not even there right and she even said those guys are not my family I know who was there for me and that's not Kathy Rosie and Richie my real family and friends are here not over there right so you know, it's really hard for Teresa to let people be there for her. Yeah, it's really hard for her to let people be there for, for her because, you know, that time where um, Kathy and Rosie wanted to sit down with Teresa and basically discuss the state of their relationship. Teresa met up with them at rails with Joe Gorga and I think the meeting well what they showed at the time was like just a few minutes you know it wasn't very long um, maybe it's the edit but it didn't give me the, imp the impression that they were sitting down at the restaurant for a long time because Teresa even said I don't want to you know we're not going to eat basically right so it's really difficult for her to let people be there for her and I remember Rosie saying this very to Teresa on their last uh, sit down together she said 
you know, Teresa, you, you shut us down. You just shut us down. You just have those walls around you. You don't let people be there for you. I said I wanted to come and visit you and to ask your brother to put me on the list so I could see you in, while you were in prison, but I never heard back. So we definitely tried but you would not allow us to come and visit you. And then Teresa said, well, guys, you know, it's very easy. You can just Google my name and, you know, Danbury, and it will come up. And then you could have sent me a card. You could have sent me a card. She said, I didn't receive a card from you guys the entire time that I was away. And now just because I'm back in the public eye, um, you guys are looking for me again, right? So this is just another example of you know another Teresa rhetoric basically Teresa does not allow people to be there for her she says like to me it seems like she's always looking for a reason not to like a person and if you listen to her reasons I'm not saying that they're not valid or that they were not valid at some point in time but that's the reason why Teresa will never be able to move on with anyone that crosses her. She, I, I don't believe that when she's actually making up with someone that it's genuine, you know, and it took me a long time to realize that because um, I've liked Teresa for like 12 seasons, but I have to admit this season, I did not like her at all. And I started the season by saying, you know what, we need some new con content. We need to understand what is, it, what is it about your family that you don't like? Because we get it. Okay, they came on the show without telling you. We always knew that. They came on the show. You didn't know. There seems to be a little bit of discrepancy between how Melissa recalls it and how Teresa recalls it. And then Carlos King came in and said, Teresa had no idea. That was 10 years later. Then Andy says that, you know what? He just thought that Melissa and Joe were interesting and good TV and decided to give them a chance, right? So at the end of the day, I do understand um Teresa's frustration at the very beginning with her family with Kathy Rosie Joe and Melissa I understood I understood it season three season four season five then season six but then I was expecting after prison you know we wouldn't be hearing about this anymore and then for for a while you know season seven she was much better. She didn't fight with her brother and sister-in-law. They were actually a united front on the couch. They were like basically attacking Jacqueline on that couch that year. Like basically like they were going against Jacqueline. So it was nice to see them on the same corner. But then I don't know what happened. Things shifted again. You know, they shifted again. And it's just like now we're here. Right. So anyways, so when it comes to Joe Gorga pouring his heart out to Teresa and saying, you know what, you were the best sister when you came back from prison. And for Teresa to only receive that with, you only cared about me because we were filming. I thought that that was very sad, right? And I'm, and I'm actually wondering if Teresa is still going um, to therapy if she's still seeing that therapist because i don't know i would ask for a refund because it's not working it is not working i, I don't know what's going on i don't know if it's if it's because that's louis therapist or it's because it's someone from from louis camp but the therapy is not working 
It is not. So Teresa is stuck in the past and for things that are not important. You know, are you telling me that you're willing to never speak to your family ever again just because they came on a show without telling you? Is that why we're here? Because honestly, guys, I have not heard anything, anything that was that explosive during this reunion to, to, to change my mind. Like, that seems to be the main reason. They came on the show. They didn't tell her. She's still living in the past. She's still salty about that, and she cannot move on from it. And then from that point on, nothing they can do is right. It doesn't matter if they were there and helped out. Oh, it's just because we're filming. Oh, I'm mad because you didn't invite me uh, to go and eat with you, with your sister-in-laws that I don't like and your mother that I don't like. That's why. Oh, I'm mad because you didn't send me a card while I was away. Oh, I'm mad because of this. I'm mad. It's futile. It's ridiculous at this point. And I think, you know, it's not fair for Joe and Melissa to just keep on trying to be like, can we just move on? Can we stop talking about this? Like you can tell everyone is annoyed. Everything, everybody thinks that the story is old and Teresa, we need new content from you at this point. And I'm not sure you have anything left to be, to be honest, like to tell you the truth. So moving on. Andy, ask Polly, are you gonna make an honest woman of the, out of Dolores? And then Frankie says, um, to everyone's surprise, by the way, he says, Dolores doesn't want to get married. I thought that was interesting because on the show, she definitely acts like, you know, this is like the next step between her and Polly, right? And by the next step, I mean like in the near future. That's, that's the impression that she gave me while she was on the show. Another thing is, you know, the entire season, I don't know if it's because it didn't make the edit, but at no point in time does Dolores tell us that uh, Polly is married. Like she says, oh yeah, he's still very close to his uh, ex-wife she calls every day. She says ex-wife, right? Well, she's not your ex-wife, you're, you're still married technically. So, you know, I'm just saying it, it could just be like a technicality at this point, but she never said while she was on the show that she was, you know, she, she won't be able to marry Polly because Polly is unavailable. Polly is married still, right? So anyways, the only thing that I can think of is at some point in time when Frankie is talking to Joe Gorga um, on the phone and said, you know, I met up with Polly and Brittany and we kind of had like a sit down and we talked and, you know, everything is good. Like, so I'm going to come to the party, yada, yada, yada. And then um, he, um, he, he kind of says to Joe Gorga, oh, Polly told me that he has a ring already picked out for Dolores. And then Melissa says, oh, so do you think that the party, like, do you think it's going to be like an engagement party or something? And then the way Frankie, if you go back and watch that episode, the way Frankie answers that question, he says, I would doubt it. I doubt it. But he, he kind of said it in a way that maybe he knew, maybe he knew already that uh, Polly was still married. And that's why, you know, a wedding like a wedding is not in the works at this point between Dolores and Polly. So that's just my take on that. But so then at that point, Andy asked the question, um, 
I think he's asking the question to Dolores about little Frankie and um, his business with Louis. So then Dolores proceeds to answer, oh, he, oh, oh no, Frank says he no longer works for Louis. And then Dolores said, yeah, he worked for him for some time. He doesn't, you know, work for him anymore. He has a different job. And she's basically trying to just, you know, push that narrative. Then you have Joe Gorga saying, is that true? Is that true? That's it. Isn't there anything else? And then at that point, Dolores, she becomes very defensive and she's just like upset, you know? And then to be honest with you guys, I feel really disappointed in Frank, in Frank Catania and in Dolores as well, because Frank basically told us, he told us what happened. You know, in that segment where, where he's doing construction with Joe Gorga. And then in the men's room, just before they were about to enter, he says what happened, what transpired between little Frankie and Louis. So for Dolores to sit there and just be like, no, nothing happened. He has another job and he's very happy and I don't want to discuss my son. And for Frank Catania to just be like, I'm not going to speak on it first. Like, I'm not going to be the first one to talk about it. And then basically they, they kind of like agree to just squash the topic of Frankie uh, Jr. So I was really disappointed in that because you could tell it's just one of those moments where you know that Dolores is lying. Um, I've said this before. I find that Dolores does not tell the truth. She's on this show. She's protected. People just keep their mouth shut when, shut when they're around her for some reason. And uh, I don't know why Dolores didn't go to bat for her own son. Uh, I understand her wanting to protect little Frankie and his job and all of that or his reputation. But here's the thing. I think that Dolores could have been she could have handled the situation differently. She could have said, you know what? Like, don't insult everyone's intelligence because everyone knows that you're lying. Everyone on the, on, that is sitting with you on the couch and everyone that is watching you on TV. So we know your body language is telling us that you are not telling the truth, right? Everybody knows that there's more to the story and you refuse to acknowledge that there was a problem with Frankie's employment while, while he was with Louis. So I wish Dolores would have just said, listen, something happened with the business. I was not particularly happy with the way that things were handled. You know, I brought up my concerns to Teresa and Louis. We discussed it. Now Frankie has a new job. It's in the past. We're good now. And that's it. That's all I'm going to say about that. At least acknowledge that something happened. You don't have to tell us what happened exactly, although we have our suspicions because, you know, there was a lot of chatter about that. And if you go back to my previous episodes, not the previous one before this one, but some of like, you know, some of my episodes, I do cover that. And, um, you know, the whole situation with Frankie Jr. and Louie. So I just wish that Dolores would be more honest. I wish that um, Frank Catania would have stood up for his son on national TV and just be like, you know what? No, no, Dolores, I agree with you for everything else that you say, but on this particular matter, I'm upset because the only thing I was expecting from you, Louis, don't ghost my son. You know, he's a kid, like, well, not a kid kid, but you know what I mean, don't ghost my son. You know, if something 
if your business, if there's a problem with the business, just pick up the phone like a man and call him. You know, don't keep him hanging. I wish they said that, but they didn't. So that's why, you know, I, I don't feel like they're honest when it comes to that. But anyways, on the other hand, though, I feel like John Fuda, because, you know, Andy goes in and he's like, okay, well, I guess we're not going to get to the bottom of that story. And you could tell that Andy doesn't believe Dolores. And I'm happy, actually, that he did call her out and say, why are you upset? Why are you upset? If there's really nothing, why are you defensive? Why are you upset? And she's like, well, I just don't want to talk about my son. Well, Dolores, if you don't want to talk about your son, we do see him on the show. You are on a reality TV. Like, you have to expect that people will ask you some questions once in a while. doesn't really make sense to me when people say that, but whatever, I digress. So when it comes to um, John Fuda, that's one person, and I, I said, I, I'm going to give him a 10 out of 10. The guy came ready. He was ready. When it was his turn to speak, he spoke and we heard him. Okay. Because Andy said, okay, so what's the deal with, uh, you know, that situation or whatever. And then he goes on and says, why did you get me investigated? Basically, he's talking to Louis and Teresa and they go into it a little bit at that point. Uh, John seems very confident with the information that he has received. So basically, to make a long story short, um, someone from Louis camp tried to contact his ex um, girlfriend. He was not married to her. So basically, the mother of his first son, Jaden, um, someone from Louis camp tried to reach out to her while she was in prison or in the halfway house to get some information or to get her to do an interview or something like that. So John has this big yellow envelope, like it seems to contain like a lot of paper, a lot of paperwork. And he's just like, no, I know what I'm talking about. And I got your number. Like he seems quite confident when he's talking to Louie about it. And he's like, why are you doing this? Why are you digging up information about me and my family? And you could tell he's really upset. And uh, he's ready. He was ready at that point. So big kudos for John Fuda. You know, the whole season, I can't say that I was, you know, a fan of Rachel. Like, I didn't really have a strong opinion about her. I barely talked about her throughout the the show. But one thing about her husband, I liked her husband on the show. But this episode right, right here, the reunion solidified um, my view on John Fuda um, when it comes to his position on the show. Because I feel like there's a lot of things that you can let go of that you choose not to discuss and you could just be like yeah whatever we're not going to talk about that that's water on the bridge it's not worth it whatever whatever but when it comes to the subject of your kid you shouldn't hold back because if you're not going to stand up for your kids then it means that you're not going to stand up for anything you know it's over it's over Right. So I'm glad that John didn't do that and that he actually gave us what we wanted, you know, confront Louis about it. Right. So big kudos to John for that. So then they go into, you know, talking about the whole Bo Deedle stuff and the private investigation and yada, yada, yada. So John goes at Louis about that. And then Frank chimes in and says, um, may I ask you a question? Did you get me and Joe Gorga investigated? And then at that point, um, 
you know, Andy says that there's a man, a gentleman waiting downstairs, like a security guard. Um, and then Louis says, yes, because we received that uh, death threats last week and the security guard was not hired by him but was sent um, by his good friend Bodito so anyways I don't know if you guys have heard the recent recording of uh, Bodito um, basically talking about Joe Gorga but if you haven't here it is so I'm gonna play it for you guys right now clean up a little uh, little homework because so yesterday I read something I'm going to say it on your show. That little, that little uh, midget, uh, the housewives in New Jersey, will put this to bed today. All of a sudden, this little punk Joe Walker comes out, and he has something to say to me that I lied about. I did investigations on the cast members. Again, I'm telling you right now, Joe, I saw you in Avra. I told you and your wife I did not do that. As far as me doing any other personal investigations, other than the cast members, that's none of your business, you little punk. And I tell you what, if you call me a liar, and you want to have a problem with me, I don't think you want me after you. Because I tell you right now, Joe, I'll do the investigation on you for free by me. I don't need to do the paper. You better know who you're talking to. I'm not one of those little punks that you're running around. You might go in the gym there and watch your little muscle, but muscle doesn't get somebody called, okay? So you better, if you want to play with me, I tell you what, why don't you ask some of your friends about me? I'm the wrong guy you mess with, okay? And let's leave yeah, so that was Bodito. Bodito, you know, he sounds like a, a great guy, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so then everyone jumps in, you know, back to the reunion. Everybody jumps in. Um, everybody wants to turn with Louie. They basically want to talk about the private investigation going on. So, you know, John Fuda was first, then Margaret, um... Frank Catania and uh, Joe Gorga, they're basically telling Louis that he has no credibility. You could tell that Margaret is trying to talk about um, probably the story that has to do with her son. Like she already covered that, but I think she wants to get into that a little bit more. And you see her like pull from behind her like that yellow envelope and it seems like she has a little bit more than just one sheet in there like it wasn't too thick thick but i would say that there was definitely more than just one piece of paper in that envelope right but then andy seemed to be quite frustrated he wants to talk he wants to ask louis a question so margaret never really gets the chance well based on the edit that we've seen she never really gets the chance to discuss what she came at the reunion to discuss right um she never gets that chance so the viewers don't get that the, the, that chance to see um what margaret has for louis so i want to kind of um interrupt um for a bit like you know i just want to interrupt the reunion stuff for a bit and just talk about um you know, Teresa and her podcast, Nam Namaste Bitches, because today on her podcast, she was saying that basically Margaret had no proof, no other proof other than that piece of paper with a colored screenshot showing Louis' telephone number, calling her son. She basically said that Margaret has had no other proof at the reunion and she only came with that piece of paper printed from the computer 
and that constituted the you know the proof that she had on louis so i don't know about you guys and you know most of you know like i've said it before margaret is not my you know i'm not a fan of margaret particularly as a housewife but i do think that she is very good for the show and needed right uh i'm just you know she's just not my people when it comes to her character on the show but nevertheless margaret is a great housewife right so i just wanted to make sure that i said that so <clears throat> margaret is pretty smart you know she's not a dummy and i've said it before while everybody else is playing you know uh checkers margaret plays chess so um I don't think that Margaret just showed up at the reunion just with one piece of paper from a computer printed out. Like, you know what I mean, with Louis' phone number. She did say that there was an investigation on Louis, that there's a police rep, uh, report, and, you know, there's um, more paperwork, right? So that's the part that I find unfortunate because I really thought that we would have seen this at the reunion. That's what I was hoping for. Um but we didn't get to see it. So that's why Teresa is able to go on her podcast and say, that's all Margaret had. That's all Margaret had. She didn't have anything else. Um, I can let you know, because we did talk about this before, it was confirmed that Margaret had way more in her arsenal. It just didn't make the cut. So um, another thing is, oh yes, on the Peacock version, that was edited out as well so i find it very very unfortunate that they're asking people to pay four dollars and 99 cents us to see the extended version of the reunion and they did not include that part so i just have to wonder why bravo doesn't want the viewers like to know what is really going on because apparently margaret had she had it out with louis at the reunion and she came with all of her receipts but they just didn't make the cut so um the whole thing about her son and the whole thing about this smear campaign so we see a little bit of it louis basically um you know accuses margaret of paying bloggers and at some point in time um there's like a name that come that comes up in the discussion um and um you know the whole thing that i talked to you guys about like margaret's deal like uh with the major retailer retailer at this point i think i can say who it is i think you guys have figured it out anyways so margaret had a, a deal with walmart and i guess there was like some sort of like video of margaret that resurfaced where she kind of uses like you know a slur word well you know you can go and google it up and you'll see like what she actually says um i just want to let you know it's nothing like it's not racism it's not homophobic it's nothing like that she just basically um you know said i can't say it here because of the algorithm but if you google it she's talking to her sound check guys i guess <laughs> and they made a mistake of some sort and she just called them a name right so um anyways that video had resurfaced so i guess someone was digging deep into margaret's past and trying to uh, discredit her um in front of her like you know walmart deal uh in hope for margaret to kind of just lose the deal with walmart so that's what it was basically and um 
we talked about this extensively uh, throughout the season. However, for some reason, it did not make the edit. So I don't know why Bravo doesn't want us to know, although we already know, because so much has been happening behind the scenes, but it didn't make the edit. So I just thought I would uh, <coughs> confirm that with you guys, because it was definitely part of the reunion from what I've heard. Um, it just didn't make the edit, so. Okay, so at this point, I feel like we, you know, we talked a lot about Bo Deedle and the private investigation. Like, there's a little bit more on that at the reunion yesterday. So, uh, I think we learned that at some point in time, I guess, Rachel and Melissa were having dinner at a restaurant. And Bo Deedle was sitting right there, like, you know, in the next boot, kind of just like, you know, whining and dining next to them as well. So, I don't know if there's one lesson, um, like... To take from this whole bodiedle debacle i would say is that clearly he is just as thirsty as you know louis and he wants to be on camera or he wants his name to be mentioned for some reason because what kind of private investigator it makes it so obvious like obviously he is a person that they will recognize so i'm not sure what kind of private investigator he is at that point but it seems like he wants to be seen by the cast so anyways i digress when it comes to that so now you know, there's a little bit more that happens during the reunion. They all go at it. They're screaming. It's loud. It's very difficult to get to hear what every single person is saying because you have Teresa who is screaming a lot and then you have Melissa as well and then you you know Louis um if if you guys have noticed there's like subtitles for him because he's mostly like mumbling things like he's basically mumbling threats under his breath the entire time, right? Um let's play um be careful um you know watch out your time is coming in due time in due time um you know that kind of stuff so i don't know I, i'm like honestly it's starting to feel like very 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 toxic i've said this before but uh the reunion part three just really reconfirm my my feelings um when it comes to the entire season of uh, rhonj so anyways so at some point in time you know margaret gets kind of like aggressive with louis <clears throat> and tells him that something about his tattoo because you know louis has this warrior tattoo um from his time that he did that camp on the beach like with his friend garrett or whatever i think that that was gary garrett white and um 15 other men <laughs> anyway so she calls him out about the tattoo and she says something like those are the people this is the person that you try to associate yourself with and at that point louis tells her yeah be careful you know because you're lying and then joe benigno kind of chimes in and says are you threatening my wife are you threatening her and i have to i have to be honest i wish that louis just kind of kept his um commentary just for the men and not so much for the women that are sitting on the couch it's like you know when it comes to be low down and dirty leave leave it to Teresa to do that with the women and then you just handle the men right but the fact that he's just so comfortable just getting into their faces like not 
uh, literally, but you know, you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of just like, hmm, you're too comfortable just kind of like uttering threats to women like that, right? So, Louis, you're not a housewife, you're a house husband. So, you know, just take a back seat and you don't have to be so forward when it comes to that. So, that would be my advice to you. But anyway, so things go left. Well, they were already left, but <laughs> from that point on, it's really, really bad. You know, Joe tells Louis that he's a woman abuser. Um, and then at that point, T Teresa gets really upset. And then after that, Joe says to Louis, you know, like he kind of makes a reference about the video on the beach. Teresa gets even more upset and then she stands up, puts her hands on her hips and she's, you know, she basically kind of like taunting Joe and she says, you have stuff in your past too, you know, that you don't want out. Like, should I start talking? Do you want me to start talking? Right. And you could tell that at that point, Teresa is just like ready. I don't know if she was ready to say it. But she seems like she was really ready to say something at that point. But I think it was more of a warning to Joe, like, watch what comes out of your mouth because, you know, there might be some stuff about you that you do not want out. So if you guys are wondering what it could be, obviously... <clears throat> The Twitterverse has been talking about this already, like for several weeks, ever since that, you know, the sneak peek of that episode came out. Um, and you could clearly see Melissa turn around and look at her husband and say, Joe, stop, Joe, stop, stop, stop. Like, don't talk, like, stop, right? So, <coughs> excuse me. So at that point, I'm not going to say what it is because I don't know what it is. And if you listen to my podcast, my earlier episodes, I do touch on that, but I never actually talk about what it is either. And the reason for this is because I don't have the evidence of that. I don't know. And the person, if it's true, um, the person that, you know, should be talking about it ha has not come forward to talk about anything, right? So if that person comes forward to say, her like to tell the story then i think we can talk about it but so far those are just things that i've seen on the blogs and i have said you know in my uh, podcast before that if it was true um that it's unfortunate that um you know that bravo would be okay with something like that right but again i don't feel comfortable talking about it on here just because, you know, Teresa hasn't said it either, right? So is it really that or could it be something else? I don't know, right? So that's all I'm going to say when it comes to that situation. But you could tell that Teresa was ready to say something to her brother. And um, I have to admit that, yes, Melissa did look like she was a little bit nervous at that point and was trying to remind Joe to just keep things cool, right, uh, between them. So... Anyways, so at that point, you know, um, Teresa starts talking about the whole Jacqueline thing and, you know, um, what what Jacqueline said about Joe and Melissa and what they were doing behind the scenes and all of that. And that it's unfortunate that her own family would try to associate with people 
that were trying to to hurt her, right? And then Andy, which I'm really happy about, Andy calls out Teresa and says, you know what, Teresa, the fact that you are um, believing Jacqueline and kind of giving this story like a lot of life, um, it's kind of a crock of shit, to be honest with you. Like, it doesn't make any sense. And then uh, uh, Teresa says she doesn't care. And I have to admit... I have said I have said this before. I do not believe Jacqueline is credible when it comes to this because to me it's like Jacqueline just goes wherever the, the wind blows, right? When she was fighting with Teresa season four at the reunion, she was calling her all the names in the book. She actually said to Teresa's face and Joel Judice, I hope you go to jail. She called them criminal uh, criminals. She said, you know, 41 counts of phony. You went to jail for lying, all of that stuff, right? And she said it for several seasons, and she's been tweeting up a storm since then, right? So the fact that Jacqueline wants to come back now and say that, oh, this is what those guys were doing behind the scenes, um, and that's the reason why I was entrusting you when you came out of jail... You know, it has to do with Joy and Melissa and this is who they were hanging out with. At the end of the day, I'm going to call bluff on all of this because, you know, Teresa likes to say at this reunion, she says, I like to see proof. You know, where's the evidence? So, okay, Teresa, I want to see proof too. The fact that Jacqueline says something, that that's not proof. You know, where's the evidence of that? Do you have the pictures of Joe and Melissa hanging out with Joe Mastropole? No. Because if you did have those receipts, you would have brought them at the reunion or, you know, there would be circulating somewhere. We would be seeing some receipts of that. So there's no receipts when it comes to that. So there's absolutely no proof other than just Jacqueline Lorita saying that this is what she believes Joe and Melissa did. So when Teresa says that she's really pained by the fact that her family would try to, you know, hang out with people that were trying to hurt her and her husband. There's no proof to that, but we do have proof over the years um, of you actually setting up your sister-in-law uh, to look like a stripper on national TV, right? And at the time, your good friend at the time, Miss Kim D, she protected you. She took the fall. All of these people came at her on the couch and they said, you know, did Teresa know? Did Teresa know? And basically, Kim, you know, she 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 protected you. She said nothing. She said that was my doing. Teresa knew that you know Melissa would be the target, but she didn't know what would go down. So Kim did that, and Teresa was okay sitting in that chair pretending that she did not know anything. Right? That's what she does lately. And at the time, to be honest with you, when that happened, season four, although Teresa looked very suspicious, I wanted to believe her. You know, I myself, I turned a blind eye on the whole situation because I didn't want to believe that this person that I like so much on TV could be capable of setting up her own sister-in-law like that, right? So... I guess I was wrong because Kim D has admitted, not on the show, but she did several interviews afterwards. And, you know, guys, you take it for what it's worth, but this is what I'm going to say. I, I guess I always knew in my heart that Teresa was not telling the truth back season four. And uh, Kim D was protecting her as a friend, right? But Kim has come out 
um, and did uh, several interviews afterwards. And she said that Teresa knew everything, that she just took the fall um, because she didn't want to add more like fuel to the fire back then. But she said that Teresa knew everything. She knew that Melissa was going to be set up by who the guy walking over, talked to them. Teresa knew everything. So... The reason for this sidebar is that that is actually documented on a show. You know, we have seen you hang around people that were trying to purposely hurt your sister-in-law and your brother. People that have come on the show and called your sister-in-law a stripper. And if, I like, I don't care if you don't like Melissa. You don't have to like your sister-in-law. But... The part that is painful is the fact that you say that you love your nieces and nephew. And if you, I'm not going to question your love for your nieces and nephew, but that should have been enough for you not to want to play that dirty towards your family because you are ex trying to expose a person that you don't like that happens to be their mother, right? So there's actually proof of you doing that on the show, but we haven't seen any proof of Melissa and Joe hanging out with your ex-partner. So I'm not saying that the proof doesn't exist. I'm just saying I haven't seen it, right? So I'm going to call bluff on both you and Louie because if you did have that proof, we would see it right now and we haven't seen it yet. So speaking of Jacqueline, um, you know, there has been a lot of text messages circulating online. Um, basically, Jacqueline showing her side of uh, that text that Melissa read out loud uh, during part two of uh, RHONJ reunion. So there's a lot there. And obviously, I'm sure they're not doctored texts. Um, you know, Jacqueline did text that and Jackie too. Uh, one thing that I'm surprised that nobody has talked about is the fact that I believe it's Jackie making a comment about Teresa and calling her saying like she thinks that Teresa might be low-key anti-Semite. Listen, you know, I'm sure you can call Teresa a lot of things, but I don't think that that one is uh, valid, right? Like you can love the queen or not like her at all, but I'm just saying I don't believe in my heart that Teresa is anti-Semite. And uh, I just don't like when people throw uh, those kinds of labels on people because it's damaging. You know, we, we've seen what it did to Margaret when Siggy said that. Um, and, you know, give, like, mind you, Siggy may have felt some sort of way towards Margaret at that point, but I don't think that the word that she said at that point was appropriate, right? And like Margaret said back then, it's damaging, it's a character of assassination, it is career ending, and all of that. So, uh, for my part, I've always heard Teresa say on the show that she loves Jewish people. She, you know, she, she said that multiple times. Um, so, I don't know. I, I, I can't help to think why Jackie feels that way when it comes to Teresa. I know that Teresa has not been very accepting of Jackie. Um, she she kind of made her feel like she doesn't belong, uh, that they're not cut from the same cloth, her and Dolores. But I don't think it has to do with the fact that Jackie is Jewish. So I just wanted to say that, right? Now, um, there was a lot in those text messages. 
Here's the thing. I understand the past is the past, right? And Teresa has come out even on her podcast and said, you know what? I don't care because that was before I even made out with Jack Jacqueline. So whatever she said about me, you know, that's in the past. Whatever I said about her, that's in the past. And I agree. The only thing that I would say, though, it would make sense for Jackie. Like, that's just my opinion, guys. It would make sense for Jacqueline to be in that space, you know, after season seven. I think season seven was her last season on the show. So after that season, I could see Jacqueline like texting people left and right and just write like really nasty stuff about Teresa. You know, it's expected. Like it was fresh back then. But at that point, Jacqueline and Teresa had not been in contact for like seven, eight years after she left the show, basically. Basically after Teresa gave her the kiss of dad, you know, there was no communication with Jacqueline. So I find it kind of weird that seven years later, you would still be in that space because you have to remember, Teresa and Jacqueline reconciled sometime in 2022. And um, that, that text between her and Jackie was in 2021. How... Jacqueline and Jackie know each other I have absolutely no idea because Jackie was not on the show with Jacqueline at any point so someone must have reached out to somebody to talk smack about Teresa but that's not the point what I find interesting is that in 2021 seven years after ex exiting the show Jacqueline still had very strong feelings about her relationship or friendship uh, with Teresa. And I just I just find it kind of like weird because it's like, you know, you're, you're supposed to go through like steps of healing, right? Like there's like a healing process. And to me, it just sounds like for somebody that has reconciled with Teresa and said, we're back to being Lucy and Ethel, I just find it kind of weird that she was still in that very negative place and state of mind back in 2021. So, you know, I'm just going to say, Teresa, you're a big girl, you do whatever you want, but I would still be careful and, you know, just proceed with caution when it comes to Jacqueline. That's just my advice to you. But, um, Another thing about those text messages, and I've said before, I don't believe that Jacqueline is the most credible person when it comes to uh, Teresa and her relationship with her brother or with her cast members. But I will say this. The only thing that I believe in that text um, has to do with Teresa and Dolores Dolores's relationship okay I have said this multiple time on my podcast I do not believe in the friendship between Teresa and Dolores I don't believe that they're actually as close as they're trying to make it seem on the show um, that's just my own personal opinion uh, I think they have more of an alliance with each other um, if you read that book not all diamonds and rosé even Dolores admits to it and ju she just says that her and Teresa made a pact that they'll never go against each other on the show no matter what and that's just the, the end of the story right so um, here's the thing the reason why I believe Jacqueline is not because of what Jacqueline is saying that's just my personal opinion I don't believe that Dolores has Teresa's back like that the reason why I'm saying this is 
it's okay to be Switzerland, but it's kind of weird that you have a friend that has so many people that dislike her that you are so close to, right? And I've always said this. It's like when when Teresa and uh, Caroline Menzel fell out, you could tell there's no love lost between like Caroline and Teresa. But Dolores is very good friend with Caroline, right? And then Dolores is also very good friend with Kim D, who I happen to like as well. I've said that multiple times. I think that Kim D is great TV. And if they were to bring back somebody on the show next season, let it be her, right? Let it be her. <laughs> let it be Kim. But um, yes, so Dolores is good friends with Kim good friends and we know that Kim and Teresa are not friends like that I don't know if they're trying to get back to being friends now that Teresa is friends with Jacqueline and maybe Jacqueline wants to kind of like orchestrate like some sort of like you know kumbaya between them but that's just my own opinion I don't know I don't know that for a fact right but I'm just saying as things are standing right now um, I don't believe that Kim D and Teresa are friends. So Dolores is good friends with Kim D. And Kim has said that in interviews before. She said back then, you know, when Joe was away in jail, like Teresa was seeing people and she was saying that everybody on the cast knew, including Dolores, but that Dolores would not say anything on camera because she doesn't want to lose her job. Um, you know, there has been things that Dolores has um done on uh, on camera where you could tell that she's not necessarily agreeing with Teresa even in her confessionals like she, you know there's a way about her that she says things right but um I just don't believe it I just don't believe that Dolores when she turns around and that because Teresa's wrong a lot <laughs> you know she's wrong a lot like whether you like her or not whether she is good tv or not she is wrong most of the time right and uh I find it kind of weird that to, like when Dolores is like sitting with Caroline that she would not say something about Teresa, right? To Caroline. I'm not saying that it happened. I'm just saying like I don't trust it. I never really trusted it, right? So, and um, a lot of people have alluded to that. You know, even Dina back then, she said she was on a trip with Dolores. They were uh, in um, Atlantic City, I believe, and they were having a good girl time together. And Dolores was on the phone talking to somebody and she was basically trashing um, Dina's husband at the time. Right. So while she was vacationing with her. So. Another thing too, if you go back season seven, the season, the last season that Jacqueline was on at the reunion, Teresa looks at Dolores and says, oh, you know what, Andy? Dolores, she, she doesn't even love Jacqueline. She hated Jacqueline at first, right? And then Jacqueline kind of turns around and looks at Dolores like all in shock. Like, what do you mean you hated me? I never knew that, right? And then Dolores is like, oh, no, no. So hate is a strong word, Teresa. Hate is a strong word. And then she's like, no. You hated her. You couldn't even stand her. Teresa says this in, with conviction back then. And then Dolores says, well, if you heard that, you did not hear that from me. And then Teresa says, that's true. I didn't hear it from you. I heard it from somebody that was close to you at the time. And then Dolores just looks down and kind of nods and says nothing. That's interesting. 
Because if that was true, like, you know, if that wasn't true, Dolores would have been like, Teresa, shut your mouth. You're lying. Like, don't say this. I love Jacqueline. Or maybe she would have, like, coped to it somewhat and just said, yeah, maybe I didn't like her at the beginning, but I've grown to love her. Right. But she was just kind of like, oh, yeah. Oh, oh okay. Well, you didn't hear it from me. Oh, but I heard it from somebody that you used to be close to at the time. And then Dolores just keeps quiet. So I don't think that Jacqueline is lying there. And the reason for this is because, you know, Dolores has kind of shown us, you know, in a very subtle manner that maybe she doesn't have um, Teresa's back like that. So at this point, I think um, the relationship between Dolores and Teresa and Frank might be a little strained, um, maybe because of what's going on right now on the show. Even Teresa on her podcast today, she said to her co-host um, that Frank, that she told Louie not to meet with Frank Catania. Because she said she already knew what he wanted to do. She didn't trust it. And she told him, you know, you think he's a good guy, but he's not, like, basically. And then Louis was like, no, 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 no. I, I want to meet with him anyways. And then Teresa said, see, you thought he was a good guy, and now he's trying to mess with you, right? And she basically implies uh, on her podcast today that Frank Catania is thirsty. He's just thirsty to stay on the show that's why he's willing to be low down and dirty and go after louis just because he wants uh fame and stay uh in front of the cameras now that dolores has no purpose for him anymore because she is with polly you can go and listen to her podcast today she says this the only thing she doesn't say is that he's thirsty. <laughs> but she does say that, you know, he wants to stay in front of the camera. So you can go back and listen to, you can go and listen to her podcast today because she talks about it towards the end. Okay, so in the final moments of uh, RHONJ reunion part three, Teresa leaves the stage um, after going, you know, after telling her brother that he basically broke her heart, that it's despicable, they broke the family, that their parents should be ashamed. And you can tell that Teresa is very distraught at that point. Um, you know, Teresa has a great body. But I have to admit that she does appear to be a little bit more frail these days. Um, you know, she usually stands strong and she has like this presence. But she, to me, she appeared very vulnerable at this reunion. Like, not by the words that were coming out of her mouth, but just her demeanor. I have to say that. So, you know, she left the stage. Louis follows her. And at that point, I have to give the credit to that person because maybe I would have not noticed this, but I did pay attention because of what she put online. Um, I have to give credit to um, your moms are watching. So basically, she did say when Teresa goes backstage, pay attention to who is in the room and what is going on. Right. So, oh, yes, I forgot before Teresa left the stage um they basically talk about the whole cheating rumor and all of that with melissa and andy's asking louie so why didn't you invite melissa to uh the conversation and then louie says i didn't think of that i just wanted to talk to joe so okay fine so then oh 
I have to say that last week, Melissa said on her podcast that the story was basically Teresa likes to say that she was not involved in that whole thing, that it was Louis idea. Louis called Joe, Joe came over and Louis told Joe alone. But the story, according to Melissa and Joe on their podcast last week, was that when Louis called Joe Gorga to come over and tell him the news of his, like, you know, the allegations um, about Melissa's cheating, that Teresa was also present during that conversation. She was physically there. That's what Joe and Melissa said on their podcast last week. So I just wanted to uh, let you guys know that. So anyways, back to the reunion. Um, they're talking about the whole thing. Um, and Andy's asking Louie, why didn't you invite Melissa? Then the subject of Gia comes up. And Joe says that Gia called him and said, um, you know, you could do better. You could do better than Melissa. And uh, we all think that you can do better. So at that point, Teresa is very upset. And um, she pulls up her phone and calls Gia. And then Gia picks up and she's like, oh, you have to see the resort that I'm staying at is really, really beautiful. And then Teresa says to Andy, oh, Gia is at Coachella. So I don't know. I just want to say <laughs> I've been to like, I don't know, maybe like over like 100 outdoor festivals in my life, like not Coachella, but like some pretty close, like, you know what I mean? Like very big music festival where the music is very, very, very loud. You can barely even hear yourself or your partner or the person that is next to you talking. So anyways, I'm surprised she was able to pick up the phone so quickly. I will say that. <laughs> So then Teresa basically says to Gia at that point, we're at the reunion and Andy wants to ask you a question. Andy asks the question. Andy says, your mom wants us to, wants to ask you, your mom wants me to ask you if you call, like, what did you say to your uncle Joe? And then Gia explains to Andy what she said to Joe during that phone call. And then Andy asks Gia, um, did you say anything about, you know, he should leave your Aunt Melissa? And Gia says, no, I never said this. And it's unfortunate that my uncle is trying to set me up as a liar, right? So then the conversation is done at that point. They wish her well at her little concert. And then at that point, Teresa breaks down, gets up, and goes backstage, right? Followed by Louis. So this is the part that the account on Instagram, your moms are watching, um, is telling us to pay attention to. Uh, so it's basically when Teresa's backstage, her makeup artist Priscilla is there and there's another lady, I can't, um, I'm not sure who she is, but there's like a big screen because obviously they're allowed to uh, watch backstage. But then at that point, um, G, like Teresa calls Gia on the phone and Louis is there too, like he followed Teresa. And, um, you know, Gia is saying to her mom, you're doing very well, mom, you know, like don't cry and all of that stuff. So I guess what the account your moms are watching was trying to tell us was that Gia was already watching the reunion from 
Coachella, right? She was aware uh, of everything that has been said, everything that was going on at the reunion, and she was expecting for her mom to call her as well. So, um, so that's that's what she 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 said to. Um, the Instagram viewers so I just thought I would relate that information back to you guys um, because you know it, Gia was not surprised she was not surprised by the call she was expecting it and this is the part that I find a little bit sad to tell you the truth like to be honest i find this whole thing so sad the fact that we have to bring the children that are no longer children but still children regardless to the conversation i'm happy that melissa turned over to joe and said you know what let her say whatever she wants to say don't even comment on it i think i think melissa realizes that it's never good to argue with um your niece or your family that is younger on tv it's just like basically it's like arguing with a senior person you know when you're like you're, you're never gonna win it's not a good look so she's just like you know what that's her mom don't lay into her she's gonna stick for her anyways so just be quiet don't say nothing right and joe says yeah i'm not gonna comment on that although i have no reasons to lie so i just find the whole thing very sad because gia at that point is kind of cut between like she's stuck between between a rock and a hard place um, she probably feels like she has to stick up for her mom um, and at the same time like you know what I mean like she's not that's why it's not really fair it's not even fair to call Gia at that point I wish they never did that she doesn't need to be more involved than she has already been and the whole situation is just very sad the difference though that I have to say when you know in uh, Orange County you know, with the whole Brooks situation, Tamara and Vicky, they have been through so much together as friends. And um, Vicky's daughter, Brianna, she usually rides for her mom no matter what. But when that whole situation happened with Brooks, she couldn't, like, you know, I guess her integrity was at stake. So she couldn't rally behind her mom and support her because she was just like, you know what, we're talking about somebody that is you know faking cancer i can't stand behind this i can't say that i don't see the signs as a nurse because my credibility my integrity that little gut feeling that i have inside of me is telling me otherwise and you know i just can't back you up when it comes to that one mom basically right so i don't know i'm not saying that gia should have done the same thing i'm just saying that it's very possible that Gia's not telling the truth, right? Because at the end of the day, those kids have been trained to believe in blind loyalty, you know? And one thing that I find very interesting is that after they hang up with Gia, Louis says, when we were in the kitchen, um, Gia said that if I did say that, you know, the whole... Uh, you, I, we think you can do better. If I did say that, uh, it was just like, it had to do with like, you can do better when it comes to uh, acting better and coming to the wedding, but not about you or my uncle Joe leaving his wife. I thought that that was interesting that Louis said this because at that point it was pretty much a done deal. Andy was like, okay, well we called Gia and she confirmed that she never said this. And then Teresa's like, yeah, she never ever said that. But then Louis goes, 
Yeah, but Gia said that when we were in the kitchen, if she did say that, that that's what it meant. So which one is it? Did she say it or did she not say it? And now I have doubts, right? And I'm just wondering why Louis is doing that. Because, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Like, maybe Louis is not sure at that point. Like, you know... <laughs> They they have cameras in their home. They have like microphones. Like maybe he's not sure that a part of the conversation may have been picked up, you know, by the producers. You never know if they're gonna, you know, release that little audio at some point in time. So maybe he's already trying to do damage control. But at this point, the fact that Louis brought it up leads me to believe that maybe Gia did say this. Maybe she did say to Joe, we all think that you can do better. And now Louis is not sure if there's a possibility that this little audio might be released at some point in time and already is doing damage control. Like I have to say, he's very good at, at you know, thinking on his feet like very quickly, right? So anyways, the rest of the reunion is just pretty sad. You know, Andy is just like, Closing the whole thing, asking everyone, you know, what they want for the future. So everybody goes and talks about, you know, their experience and that kind of stuff. And then at some point in time, it's Teresa Stern and Melissa. Teresa goes first and she doubles down on wanting to be done, wanting to close the chapter and all of this. And then Melissa surprised me. Um because that must have not been an easy reunion for her for anyone for Teresa too but she surprised me when she said you know what Teresa I do love you I know you probably don't believe me but I do love you and I do worry about you and you know I'm willing to do whatever I'll just go with the flow I'll do whatever the family is willing to do so you know that kind of gives me hope because I don't really want them to break up like that I wish Teresa would give them a little bit more credit would recognize that her family is not necessarily out to get her like that I wish that she had like you know a way to honor her parents still right because it's like that's a small family man like when Teresa said in the last episode when she was talking to Dolores and to Jennifer when Teresa said you know just like my cousin Kathy done right I just want to say Teresa it's not it's not a compliment to be like that it's not a virtue to be like that, to just be like able to just cut people off like that just because they did something that you don't like. You know, it's okay to have disagreement with your family and maybe you won't talk to them for some time, but I don't know. Maybe you should think it through a little bit more, you know? Like that's the only brother that you have. Um, he's the only person that will be able to support you no matter what you know if things don't work out something happens to you I'm sure this situation is hurting him just as much as it's hurting you and you do need time to heal like you say but at the end of the day I wish you both to heal 
and find a way back to each other and be a real family that's it guys that's all i have for today thank you so much for listening and as always be a fan not fanatical ciao Hi, my relatable listeners. If you enjoy this show and would like to support me and my work, please join the community and head over to my Patreon at patreon.com slash housewivesrelatable. Don't forget to comment, like, share, and subscribe. You can also find me on YouTube at housewivesrelatable or on Instagram at relatable underscore Stella.